In a world where every Rob, Steve, and Lane has a podcast, two good brothers will try to rise above the rest. Howard Blues and the Mark Kidder invite you to pour a cold beverage, pull up a seat, and enjoy time with friends. Welcome to Beer Blues and BS. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Beer Blues and BS, the podcast that made the Kessel Run in four parsecs. I'm your host, Howard Blues, here, as always, with my co-host, the man, the myth, the guy who's live on location, the legend, the Mark Kidder. Kidder, how you doing this fine morning? Jayco, yes, <clears throat> this morning where you are, I'm coming to you late, late night. It's almost, I say almost, the time that we would normally be doing this on the show because here, well, it's only 11.30. There, well, it's almost 1.30. <laughs> it is what it is, right? Uh, I've been having a good time down here at the con because, I mean, that's, you know, what needs to be had at the con. Um, so ultimately, at this point of the day, just got back from an event. Uh, we'll end up talking about that. You know, we got a couple of things that we need to talk about first, like our website, beerbluesbs.com, the place that you can go to find everything at, about beer, blues, and BS, this show, plus our merch, buying us a beer, everything there, all the info, beerbluesbs.com. That's, you know, number one. Number two, the question of how are you doing? How are blues as I see you painting away on a quality project, as it were? Yeah, yeah. I, I saw I missed a spot, so I was just fixing that. Um, I'm doing all right, Kidder. It's, uh, <laughs> it's been a week. Um, Again? See. Well, I mean, as always, but... Uh, <laughs> I had to travel quite a bit for work uh, on Tuesday. I was helping cover the uh, Welk Homestead site. So we had a bus tour coming in and it uh, normally the site was closed. So me and IPA, hey, Rob, went down and uh, ran the site. He did the tour. I ran the cash register, you know, sold some merch and, uh, and such, but had a decent time there. And then uh, like we need to get that arrangement on this show so we can sell some merch. Get IPA Rob uh, involved. You know, when did IPA Rob last buy something? Because I don't know if he's purchased one of our classic pint glasses that he could put a tasty IPA in. Yeah, I don't think he has either. Um, let's see. And then <laughs> Wednesday, I got to get up at like, what was that? 445 in the morning. So that I could travel up to Williston to uh, Mysick and Fort Buford because we're looking to get some internet trenched in. And that meant we had to meet with NDIT on site. And they had a guy who was up there and he said, you know what? I got some other place to be. Let's make an 8 a.m. appointment. No. So got to travel up there and do that. Um which that trip, Kidder, pushed me over 7,000 miles traveled so far uh, this year. Well traveled. Yep. 
Uh, if you want to kind of have like a distance of how far, um, if I was driving around the circumference of the Earth, I'd be about 30% the way around so far this year. So Wonderful. It's yeah. Good. Getting those miles in, frequent flyer. Yeah. And now, hey, here I am. I'm recording my second episode of the night. Uh, that's right. I recorded an episode of Beer, Blues, and BS earlier with a special surprise guest that'll be coming out next week. So I'll tell you this, kid. I'll give you this so much as a hint. This is a guest who has never been on the show before. Mm. So it's interesting because you got that shit eating grin. So it's. <laughs> he's, he's still got it. You just can't see it. <laughs> I can see it. That that's good enough. So, looking forward to the um, bonus next episode. Shall we say? I wouldn't say it's a bonus. It's just uh, the next episode. Hmm. Yeah, a full episode. Mm-hmm. It's just a bonus because I'm not on it. <laughs> you know, it's the it's the it'll be the first episode, Kidder, that doesn't feature you. Hmm. Yeah, you finally missed one. Mm. You've been the Iron Man of Beer, Blues, and BS. Mm. Sounds like we need to work myself in there so I could keep that title, keep the trophy, because otherwise I'm going to have to start giving out awards, and we know how future Howard likes when I give out awards. So, <laughs> Yeah, I, I wouldn't worry about it. You know what, Kendrick, let's get to what's on tap, because you know what? I do actually have a drink that I am prepared Ooh. to drink this fine morning. Is it an old-fashioned? No. No, it's the last okay. of these god-awful, shitty Mountain Dew hards that you gave me. <laughs> wonder who gave you those. Uh, you. I just said that. Um, oh. Yeah, this is the Black Cherry one. I'm not going to go into much detail. I don't have high hopes. So... Yep. That's about what I was expecting. Bit too much of the alcohol taste and a bit too sweet of the uh, aftertaste. So, although I will say out of the three you've given me, this one is slightly better than the other two. Like, slightly. 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 Yeah. So, 2%, which is lower than the alcohol content that's in there. Yeah. So, uh, not as good as the first drink I had this evening, which again, you'll have to tune in next week to find out what I drank. It was good. It was really good. It was, it, it, I'll give you this, Kidder. My drink earlier scored a 4.7 on the rating. <clears throat> it was pretty awesome. And this one that uh, you're tasting now. I don't know. Slightly better than what I rated the other ones, and I can't even remember what I rated the other ones. <laughs> so, got enough room on the sides for the rating to show up. Yeah. Yeah. So, what, Kidder, what do you what, what do you have? Do you have something? <clears throat> you have a beverage to consume. Well, you know, I at this point am very much south of the North Dakota border, so. Fitting with the theme, uh, earlier this evening, 
as I preface my what's on tap with what was previously on tap this evening, two local beers, uh, one of them called the Mosquito Bite, which uh, has hints of jalapeno and uh, kind of an, an, like an amber lager almost. It, it was very interesting to taste because it was a beer that looked somewhat like an amber ale, but <clears throat> it almost tasted like a Bloody Mary or a Clamato. It had that taste profile to it as a beer. So it was very interesting. And then the uh, second beer that I had was a, a pineapple-infused local beer. Um, not as good as the first one. Both of them worth a try. Would I have them every day? Probably not. <clears throat> but what I am trying, uh, I believe for the first time ever, and not only on this show, but also in general, picked up from the store is this Pacifico. The Cerveza Por Favor. The La Cerveza de Pacifico. Uh, this is an imported beer brewed in Mexico. It's 24 fluid ounces, which would be one pint and eight fluid ounces on top of that. Uh, not a whole lot to share on the old uh, can here as we spin it around. It's 4.4% alcohol per volume per 12 fluid ounces. It's very interesting that they even break it down on top of that. It was 143 calories, 13.6 grams of carbs, 1.1 grams of protein, and no fat. <clears throat> this is brewed in Cahuilla, uh, Nava, Mexico, imported by Crown Imports in Chicago, Illinois. And, oh, oh yes, you see on the corner there, that's the Ball Corporation, my friend. The aluminium from the Ball Corporation. Anyway, <coughs> got the the Pounder Plus from uh, the the store downstairs. Yeah, that def definitely tastes or smells, I should say, because I haven't tasted it yet. But it smells like a cerveza south of the border. So that, that does have um, a nice uh, texture to it, which is a, between a light, like a, a light beer and an, an amber ale. So it is more flavor than a light beer, but very much less than what you would get out of an amber ale. So that is pretty nice. I could see myself drinking a few of these very cold ones on a beach somewhere. We should do that. Beach. Be nice. Nice beach. Mm. Anyway. You know, Kidder, I, I, I was, uh, what day was that? Um, Thursday. Thursday, I stopped up at uh, Cashwise up north to, uh, to see, I wanted to get the third beer from the Heat Wave pack that I've been talking about since I've, I've been missing it, and they didn't have that available. So I have to probably look at like Willikers to see if they have the third one, so I can complete the horrible Heat Wave pack. 
But I did see Kidder. Um, the Oktoberfest beers are out, including one that I I was like this close from buying it for you. This close. It's the return of the No, it's actually from the Wasatch Brewery. It's the return of the Black O' Lantern. The Black O' Lantern. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yep. I've had that one on the show. It's pretty terrible. I almost bought it for you. But I. Oh, for me. What a nice guy. You're so generous. I appreciate your generosity. I'm going to have to say thank you, but no thank you. I do not need I, I do not need any black lantern in my life as my life has enough black and, you know, nastiness floating around it. So thank you for the thought. I appreciate your wanting to give me a what's on tap. I'm going to have to pass on that. That's a hard pass, Howard. Very hard pass. But, you know, today, miss, just not feeling feeling that one. So it's good that it's at the store for somebody else to enjoy the Black O'Lantern. Because, mm-hmm. you know, black pumpkins, usually you stay away from them because they're, like, moldy and stuff. So you, you stay away from them. Yeah, chocolate and pumpkin pie, it's not a great combination. So, uh, yeah, but for those of you who want to try and who are in the Bismarck area, hey, there's one in the wild. Go get it. You can give it a try and uh, learn how badly you can regret, uh, you know, decisions you make. If you you go for that, I mean, should you reevaluate some of the choices you make in life? Yes. Yes, you should. Okay. I'm glad that we're both on the same page. I mean, we usually are, but, you know, we're a few thousand miles away from each other at this point. So got to reconnect a little bit, make sure the diodes are firing, the tubes are still heated correctly, that sort of thing, you know, because the Internet is made up of a series of tubes and network. But anyway... Let's talk about something more interesting uh, related to what's on tap. Uh, I really wish you would have been able to be here for this because I know you would have enjoyed the experience. Uh, there's a, a place in Bally's. So we're staying in Bally's Resort. Uh, behind uh, my left shoulder is the Paris Hotel uh, just off screen which you can't see because it's a sliver between that and Hera's is the actual Eiffel Tower uh, miniature uh, statue that they have, which is lit and sparkly and whatnot. And then over my right shoulder is the new Hilton uh, Vacations, uh, Grand Vacations, I'm sorry. It says right on the side of the building. Um, they're still working on that, but that some bitch just popped up in about a year. So even since I did this last year, that's pretty much a whole new resort. Uh, What else is behind me? Mm, Well, there's a couple other casinos, but you can't see the Rio from this angle. Anyway, in Bally's, brand new speakeasy is now open. 
And uh, as we talked about on this show several times, you, you know, my love for a fantastic old fashioned, the classic cocktails, you know, the, the very traditional menu, if you will, of uh, craft cocktails and a good mixologist. Well, the place, it looks like this. And uh, as you can see, it's the cabinet of curiosities. So the cool thing with this is kind of, as you know, a speakeasy, you're saying kind of what it is, but completely unrelated at the same time. On the walls, there's various curiosities. And uh, as part of the curiosities, if you're watching the video version, you can scan. If you're watching you know, this on a computer, you can scan the QR code for the menu for the drinks on the one side. And on the other side, you can scan it for the actual uh, curiosities, as it were, the catalog, the items that are on the shelves, and the stories behind these items, uh, such as skulls, glasses, etc. The very interesting and a lot of history. So that's in the main part of it. But if you want to have a true experience, you call the locksmith. There's a phone on the wall. Pick that up. You contact the locksmith. Hey, how's it going? Uh, yeah, you know, it's, uh, there's only water served here. You know what I mean? What's the password? You get a password. You get to go in the door. Then you got to crack the code to get into the speakeasy. Well, what's the code? What is it? You got to look in the safes. There's a bunch of safes around. So you open up the safe and there's numbers in the safe. And then you put them together, boop, 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 punch in the code. You can open the vault, crawl through the vault, and you end up in a beautiful speakeasy. Now, as you know, uh, the speakeasy, the 510.2 in Bismarck, uh, comparing that to this speakeasy in Las Vegas, which of course has to be top notch, uh, 510.2 has it going on. They have a little bit broader menu for perhaps more of the clientele that would come in, but that menu at, at 510.2 is on par with what you would get here in Vegas. So again, you go into the lock, which is the speakeasy as part of the, the cabinet of curiosities and talking to the locksmith. You uh, get, again, uh, one of the drink coasters and a pen. And then on the back, you can put your name and information on there, but then fill out a, a flavor profile of things you like, areas you like. So sweet, savory, spicy, or the beach, the mountains, downtown, for instance. <clears throat> and out of these categories, as you make them on the back of this drink coaster, the cocktail waitress takes them over to the mixologist who then creates a custom cocktail a one-of-a-kind cocktail specifically for you. So, Howie Blues, if you and I went and 
with you and I having very similar taste profiles, we would fill out our, our cards again on the back and we would have two completely different cocktails. The cool thing about it, the mixologist who is their main mixologist at the lock is the number one rated mixologist in Las Vegas. So the leading expert on craft cocktails is here and uh, got to taste his beverages last night. Fantastic. The, the genius that he has and appreciation as well of being able to make a craft cocktail and then share it with you as part of the experience. That's what he loves. Uh, the best Sazerac that I've ever had last night here at, at Bally's in uh, The Lock. Uh, it is appointment only, as in reservation only, so you have to go onto their website, thelocklv.com, I believe is what it is, and then make an appointment for that evening or perhaps the next evening, and then you get to go in and have the whole experience for yourself. Uh, either way, <clears throat> you and I could have uh, very similar tastes, but we would get two completely separate cocktails, and again, the cool thing about it is he makes them on the spot, off the top of his head with those flavor profiles. And if you ask him, hey, what was in this cocktail 20 minutes later, he won't remember because he made it in the moment specifically for you off of the card that you gave him with that information. And so it's a one-of-a-kind cocktail and an absolute insane experience. So... Uh, one of the best experiences I've ever had at uh, an alcohol establishment, just sitting and enjoying listening to music and having, a, again, the some of the best craft cocktails that I've ever had. And for the record, I quizzed him. Howie, what do you think I quizzed him on? <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, it's clearly got to be what's in an old fashioned. Hmm. Weird. It happened to be that very question. And you know, there's something that uh, was interesting about it because cherry never came up. There was no cherry in an old fashioned. Hey, you know, that's kind of weird because Kidder's approved perfect old fashioned doesn't have any cherry in it. So, I mean, just throwing it out there. An old fashioned doesn't need cherry in it. No freaking cherry. He also laughed at uh, the shirt design because it, it said no freaking cherry on it. So he, he appreciated it. Uh, either way, great experience. If you end up making it to Las Vegas, please, please, please come to uh, Bally's Resort, make an appointment, and visit the Cabinet of Curiosity because uh, whether you sit at the front bar, which is open, have their uh, cocktail menu or make it into the actual speakeasy and uh, that specific menu a great experience so kind of a what's on tap because it's a really a long winded review of <laughs> last night's experience uh, and and enjoyment uh, between the Sazerac's the old fashions the custom cocktails and then their menu cocktails as well uh, even when you sit down, you get uh, 
a complimentary custom, uh, I don't want to call it a shooter, but it's essentially a, a small cocktail that uh, they serve to everyone is uh, kind of a welcome gift. So I, I gave it a five stars uh, review, five star review. Um, fantastic experience again. So if you're in the area, check it out, please. So aside from that, what else is going on down here? It, it, you alluded to um, I'm on location uh, again in Las Vegas on the Strip. The con is going on uh, today officially day two, but uh, our first day visiting the uh, con and uh, some good panels to be able to experience. Uh, again, some of the, the stories that uh, I have heard before, but even a little bit of a new take on those stories just because, you know, a year has passed, another year, and uh, they're able to talk more about their experiences and, well, 20 years, Howard, 20 years since Star Trek Nemesis was released. Hard to believe, isn't it? Um, not really, because I happened to be uh, talking to a mutual friend of ours today as I was leaving work, and uh, she had asked if I was planning on attending our 20-year uh, school reunion. <laughs> ah. I told her no. He just outright no. Yep, pretty much. I mean, it is a year away. Still, I'm not going. <laughs> okay, perfect. I uh, I would save a spot for you anyway, and then pour a forty on the curb for you <laughs> if, sure. if I end up going. Sure. Let let them all think that I somehow passed away. Those who even remember me. <laughs> then, isn't that? Oh my gosh! Isn't that uh, a better thing? Perhaps then they won't reach out to you and ask for you to come to the thirtieth and fortieth and et cetera, et cetera. That's okay. I, I, you know, okay. It's one of those things. I don't. I don't need to be involved with that. Don't. Don't really care. So, but but Kinder, tell us more about the con since you you're you're that that's really you know that that's the more important thing right now than my unwillingness to meet with people who I could care less about. It still tickles me because I remember the fuss over the 10 years. The interesting thing is there was a photo posted of the graduation photo. And as you remember, we were in the back. Remember that photo right up front of the school at whatever Oh dark 30 time it was as the sun was coming up. You know, I, d I don't, actually, and that's okay. I remember it like it was yesterday. And uh, uh, the photo, of course, uh, you and I in the very back, like we always are. And, as you know, wearing the... Um, let me... What would, what would the best word be? My uh, yellow coat. The... <laughs> I don't know. It's not famous, that's for sure. But recognizable would definitely be a good word for it. 
you and I standing in the back there. Uh, that photo was posted again online, and uh, I'd kind of forgotten about it for a little bit. But um, here at the con, it's interesting because this is the first time that I have been to the con at Bally's. They moved it over here this year because of uh, the contract ending at the Rio, and then as a somewhat of a transitional year. They're remodeling the Rio, which I'm very happy for that, number one, they're not tearing it down, but number two, they're putting a little bit of love back into the Rio. Rio's got a soft spot in my heart. Just their seafood buffet that they used to have was amazing. Uh, so I hope the buffets come back again. But uh, again, they're doing some remodeling at the Rio, hopefully some upkeep and making the rooms better. But it's kind of nice to say at Bally's, the first time I've ever stayed at Bally's. And, you know, the view isn't too bad either. Can't see the uh, Eiffel Tower replica over there. But uh, the convention hall area and vendor's room is almost smaller in a lot of ways and it's set up very differently and very confusing compared to the rio the main convention hall the main theater if you will seems to be more shallow but a little bit wider but there's pillars and no extra video screens so unless you're sitting up close to the front you're way back and the video screens are again miles away uh have a video of walking into the main theater uh, up the steps and whatnot it's kind of interesting to get in there and you know not a bad location but it just isn't the star trek las vegas con Maybe because it's been at the Rio forever. I mean, it's just, again, close to my heart, Howard. It's close to my heart. Uh, the other thing, the secondary theaters are not located adjacent to the main theater. They're on the 26th floor. So you have to, if you want to go to one of the other events that are happening, go out of the main theater, out and out and around, up to the elevators, which are way out to the front, and then up to the 26th floor, and then you're at the other theaters. <clears throat> Not convenient if, you know, there's an event that ends at uh, 1.45 and the next one starts at 2 o'clock, right? Just not how it works out so uh the view isn't too bad up there though so that's something to say uh other than that the the content itself uh they're doing a very good job at mixing in content from all of star trek from the original series into the original series movies to Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, Voyager Enterprise, the uh, your favorite 2009 
12 and uh, 14 movies, and then, you know, the newer series with Discovery, Lower Decks, and Prodigy. In fact, uh, the best panel as quickly as they had to go through it because there were uh, about half of the cast there, the Star Trek Strange New Worlds panel today was very good, very interesting to listen to, uh, as it is technically their first convention as being a panel. Um, Anson Mount and Rebecca Romaine and Ethan Peck, as we've talked about on this show before, they were in previous shows on Star Trek Discovery throughout the season three. And then uh, on top of that, at previous conventions because they were on the show and then invited the conventions to talk about their characters and and uh, everything involved, how, how they became those characters as their audition process and then uh, where they get their inspiration, et cetera, et cetera. So very interesting to get to listen to now as we've come three years since their first time donning that character. And very interesting to listen to where they get the inspiration from uh, the previous series that's out there, the previous media and uh, their information, uh, you know, the uh, past characters of where those people came from, like their characters, you know, they're, they're still in Star Trek tradition. So again, interesting to listen to, interesting to watch. Uh, the Deep Space Nine panel, superb as always. You know, I have uh, quite the soft spot for Deep Space Nine. Love Deep Space Nine. Wish there was even more of it. But uh, unfortunately, a lot of the other Deep Space Nine uh, actors um, aren't here, aren't scheduled this year. So hopefully next year, there'll be even more of them. But we've we passed the 25th anniversary of the premiere of Deep Space Nine. And um, one side note, Avery Brooks, who played Captain Benjamin Sisko, or at the beginning of the series, the commander, Benjamin Sisko. Sisko. Uh, hopefully, he uh, comes back to the series and or the uh, conventions i mean the series would be great if he came back and played cisco uh, as a side note no real breaking news about upcoming new series or any other information uh really the things to note is that star trek strange new world season two is being produced they're pretty much finished shooting that, so it's in post-production. Star Trek Discovery season, was it six already? Five or six. Uh, that is in post-production. They're, they're working on that. Star Trek Prodigy is uh, in final post-production and uh, getting ready to air toward the end of this year for the rest of season one and will be continued into season two and uh, 
Star Trek <clears throat> uh, Lower Decks, the season three began airing on the 25th on Paramount Plus. Lots of Lower Decks um, cosplay. That's the word I'm looking for. Including us earlier today. Let's see. The vendors room, the traditional vendors from the con were in attendance. Uh, as I did a walk around, you could see a little bit more of a compact feel of the vendors room. So uh, a little bit disappointing in the fact that it's not as spaced out for people to be able to walk around a little bit more, but again, working with what's available and it's very understandable. Uh, I do have to say uh, as a shout out to the group at fan sets, they make some amazing pins and that's where we were earlier tonight with the, the uh, fan geeks party. And here is the, the pin from this year is uh, each year they come out with a new pin if you attend the uh, fan geeks party uh, this com badge is the Picard com badge from fan sets which is a screen authentic uh, I've had that for a while and I'm pretty sure I detailed it on uh, this show earlier but uh, as I dig into the bag of goodies <clears throat> Let's just quickly go through some of these other uh, fun goodies that uh, we picked up earlier today, uh, including wonderful fan sets and uh, Trek Geeks lanyard, which is kind of a commemorative lanyard because it's you know year specific. So that's a nice item. The Quark's bar pin. I, I happened to see this and uh, needed to get that because love Quark's bar and love Deep Space Nine. In the future imperfect timeline, there were these com badges with the rank insignias behind the Delta Shield. Well, this happens to be the Admiral pin. Uh, they just came out with these uh, for this year. Also brand new uh, for the convention is the Bajoran Militia. Take this one out of the bubble wraps, then you can actually see it. Uh, this is available only at the convention at the moment. We will be going online soon. So uh, people like Major Kira and Security Chief Odo, of course, wearing that communicator badge on their uniforms. They just uh, released that. <clears throat> uh, also brand new this year and uh, only available at the con at the moment for Strange New Worlds. Well, yes, they modified the communicator, I shouldn't even say communicators, with the rank insignias. And well, fan sets came out with the awesome looking updated versions right here. So there's the Strange New Worlds Command Division insignia. 
And I should mention that all of these are the magnetic versions, which is great if you end up having cosplay because you don't put holes into your <laughs> your sets that you uh, you know purchase your uniforms and and those sorts of things. Uh, this the engineering division or operations. Very uh, awesome detail that they put on these. And then uh, the science division as the third in that set is, there you go, there's the, the science division. Again, the quality that they put, the, the screen accuracy that they have. Uh, if you watch the series and then look for those details, if you're able to see some of the, the props that uh, are um, brought in, apparently they turn the lights off. Everybody's got to go home. <laughs> it's midnight. Lights go off. Um, anyway, the screen accuracy is just outstanding at uh, what they do because basically these uh, pins or magnetic insignias that you get are almost 100% screen accurate. So you could you know, take them onto the set and, and compare them with the actual props. Uh, one other piece that I absolutely love since fan sets has been a part of the conventions and really been a company, they've made a yearly collectible uh, poker chip for Star Trek Las Vegas is what it used to be known as. Now it's the 54 six-year mission this year since it's the 56th anniversary of Star Trek. They make these limited edition poker chips. And this year, featuring Star Trek Lower Decks, as Beckett Mariner there playing poker. And this is kind of an Easter egg in of itself in the episode because she's a command ensign, but in this episode she gets promoted to lieutenant and is in the operations division and uh, wears the gold uniform uh, the dice also on the side on the top equal 2022 and then on the bottom actually equal uh, season one episode four which is where this takes place so again there's very cool things you know embedded within a, a, a simple pin, but uh, just the, the care that they take in designing these sorts of things is just outstanding. So uh, a big shout out to them and uh, the big uh, party that they have every year. Again, as I mentioned, uh, part of the <clears throat> Fan Geeks party, part of that tonight, fortunately didn't win any of the uh, door prizes, but uh, next you're invited to an invitation-only party where uh, some of the actors and actresses gather and fundraise. Uh, just as a side note, uh, Kenneth Mitchell, if you're familiar with him as an actor, a uh, fantastic actor over the past few years, has been suffering from multiple sclerosis, if I can say that, after having <clears throat> several drinks. And now 
essentially confined to a wheelchair, medical expenses, those sorts of things. Um, still a phenomenal actor and a huge Star Trek fan and uh, an actor within the Star Trek universe in multiple roles. Uh, obviously wish him the best. Uh, so raising some money to help out with his medical expenses uh, tonight specifically and even last night. But that's kind of the con update from this late at night. Uh, after we finish this show, going to watch the season three premiere episode of Star Trek Lower Decks. Looking forward to that. <laughs> it's going to be good. Tomorrow, I'll wear the Deep Space Nine slash First Contact era uniform and uh, I'll do an update for you Howard I know you love those you get those all the videos he's smirking he's got the shit-eating grin on his face again right now you just can't see it and the lights are back on apparently Paris paid their power bill I don't know it's kind of weird I'm sure you also cannot hear it uh, coming through the microphone on the computer, but the background noise every once in a while, you're a <laughs> it's the Bellagio fountains that are on the other side of, and I should point that way actually, the Bellagio fountains, the huge water show that they have, uh, the fountains going off. That's how loud they are. They echo up and down the strip. And they're actually talking about banning fountain and water shows due to the water crisis out here in uh, Nevada, Arizona, and other areas in the surrounding desert. So it would be a shame because the water shows are amazing, but understandable. Understandable. What do you say to that, Howard Blues? Any of it <laughs> as you're painting. Uh oh, did you mute yourself? Yes, yes, I did. I did <laughs> mute myself. I uh, I coughed earlier and I, yeah. I I muted myself for that and then forgot to turn it back on. Uh, yeah, no, I am listening uh, and such. Uh, I just also am kind of focused on painting because it's keeping me awake, you know. I know. It's, it's, a little, it's a little bit late. I know. I also, uh, just before we move on and get too far, you know, outside of the topic, uh, have the, the Mrs. Lanyard right here. And we talked about Badgie last year as part of Lower Decks. And he's so angry. <laughs> It's kind of like you, Howard, right? <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say I'm like overly angry. Um, <laughs> uh, worked I might up. Be, How I about might, that? I I might be tomorrow. <laughs> Check yeah, with me then. Yeah, tomorrow, <laughs> then you'll be badging. Um, some of the the other uh, pins here. Th this pin, which I think is very classy, is the is Cerritos. 
logo for their uh, bar. They're, they usually call it 10 forward because it's deck 10 forward section. But uh, look at that, the, uh, the two little olives sticking out of the combat. You know, very classy. That one was out last year. This one and the next two that I'll show you are new as part of their uh, Women in Trek series, but also uh, just, you know, great, great pins. This this is Beckett Mariner again as part of Star Trek Lower Decks. I mean, look at the quality in the pin. And then here is Tendi, one of the other ensigns in the Lower Decks. And the uh, <laughs> the the dog that she created as a companion who eats people. So, uh, again, just love the uh, the quality of the fan sets, uh, the pins, and uh, what they do to share the Star Trek message. All right. I see that... Uh, You've been working on something other than painting. Yeah. Well, if you go way back in, like, I mean, way back, um, <laughs> in some of our first episodes, uh, we talked about Mortal Kombat, and uh, I mentioned that I had picked up Mortal Kombat X. Well, while Kidder's at the convention, um, I had one night where I, I took the night off from editing and uh, actually finally beat all of the story on there. I had, like... Uh, the game, you know, the story mode is broken down into chapters. I think I had like three chapters left. So one night I just sat down and completed that. So just, you know, I actually got some video gaming in. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Was it so, good? Hmm? Was it good? It, I mean, it was. I, I knew the story and such, so that's fine, but now that I have it done, um, I guess I get to decide how much I want to try to work my way through the crypt and unlock stuff, or you know, do I just maybe move on to Mortal Kombat 11 and finish the trilogy? We'll see. Mm. I don't know. I haven't decided. I know you're a completionist, so it's got to be one of those push-button versus push-button things, because... Do you finish the trilogy or do you finish the game before moving on? Right. 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 Well, and you know, unlocking everything in the crypt can take a long time because some of it's time based and all that. But some of it's like, hey, here's concept art. It's like I don't really care about the concept art. So it's kind Mostly. of like getting a weapon skin in Modern Warfare, right? Yeah. So there is valuable stuff or stuff that, you know, like adds to the game hidden in there, but it's like, how much do I want to spend looking for it? And I'm sure I could find a guide that says, hey, look here or here or be here at this time and such, but yeah. It's 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 kind of it's kind of like almost too much where I'm just like yeah maybe I'll just maybe I'll just move on to the next one and finish the story and yeah so but yeah got that done uh, this week so that was pretty good achievement it's not often that I get to play completely through the story of a game and 
get it done. And I will say, the boss for uh, Mortal Kombat X, far easier than the boss for Mortal Kombat um, when they did the reboot. That final battle with Shao Kahn, I still haven't beaten it. It's ridiculously tough. Um, so I was kind of happy to get this one done. So, Is there any reason why it's difficult? I mean, is he just overpowered or does he have some cheesy flaw that uh, completely screws you as a character or is the game just unbalanced? It is just he is such a powerful character and has just the right combos that you you have to come up with some pretty cheesy strategies to just hit him enough to to beat him and if he gets a hold of you it's over mm. so it's even um cuz the 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 main bad guy in XL is um Shinnok or an corrupted version and even that like the first match i had with him which i lost he was being really cheesy. He has this um, move where he just shoots a large amount of flame out of his chest, and it's too <laughs> long that you can't you can't jump over it, and it fills up too much. You can't duck under it. It's like there's no way to like you have to know your the character you're playing as. Which at that point it's um, uh, Cassie Cage. You have to you have to know like her teleport moves so that you can. Like when he does that, teleport behind him and hit him. But yeah, I I managed to get past that one. But um, yeah, it's yeah. a good story. It's a it's a it's a great story, and I have watched because you can find where people have done like the cinematic like movies where they've they've just it's all of the uh, the cutscenes kind of placed together like a movie. And they're an hour and an hour and a half long. Um, and I've watched all of those for Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat X, and Mortal Kombat 11. And it's a, actually a pretty decent story. I mean, for a fighting game, that's a good story. It's got a little bit of science fiction in it. It's, you know, a little bit of the supernatural. And it's it's it's, it's a good story. I, I will give them credit because it's... It's come a long ways from like the original Mortal Kombat, which was, you know, basically Outworld wants to take over Earthrealm, and so Raiden has gathered together some fighters to try to save the day. It, it, it's come a long ways. So, I would say I know what you're talking about, but uh, it's been years, and my uh, <laughs> knowledge of Mortal Kombat is unfortunately very limited so i'm glad you know and i'm glad you enjoy and i'm glad you can kick its ass yeah well let's uh let's shift gears kidder to something you might know more about um i know you've been got a lot of controversy um i I don't know kidder like i you know me i i kind of barely follow wrestling these days but it seems like AEW is blowing up in the last two weeks and just basically imploding. I don't know if you yeah, followed any of this. There's a lot of weirdness happening 
And I say weirdness because it's very uncertain as to what is actually happening behind the scenes. Apparently, just yesterday, as in Thursday, there was an all-staff meeting where everybody was required to be there to get together, talk about things, talk about the direction of the company, what's happening, sponsorships, things they can say, things they can't say, uh, including their partnership with Warner Brothers, which is why they've had the Shark Week stuff, they've had the Game of Thrones stuff, et cetera, et cetera. And those partnerships have been, I guess, going well. But they want to somewhat get away from the extra shit talking. And that some people who, quote, go into business for themselves are going to get in trouble more than uh, those who are potentially more company-minded and content-minded. So I think that's kind of bizarre because their content, by default, is more edgy, more adult, where they're saying shit and doing those sorts of things. They're bleeding all over the place. They're just destroying each other. You know, that's their thing. So is this partnership with Warner Brothers hampering that development and their niche? I don't, I, know. I, I don't, yeah, I don't think so, but we'll see, right? Yeah, I, I mean, really what this seems to kind of stem from is maybe a little bit too much of the loose structure that AEW tends to have. Um, so the first kind of major one that came out was uh, in the controversy involves CM Punk and Adam Page. As we know, um, they they worked a program together that led to CM Punk getting the title. Um, but apparently... Um, what's being reported is that during the run-up to that match, um, Adam Page cut a promo that basically implied that while CM Punk on screen was this pleasant, company-minded guy and, and doing all the right things, that behind the scenes he was a cancer to the locker room. And apparently this has been bugging CM Punk, bugged him while he was out on injury, and uh, so I think it was last week's Dynamite. Um, CM Punk came out and started with a two-minute promo on Page and basically called him out. Of course, Page didn't show up because this wasn't in the script. This was CM Punk off script doing this basically to make Adam Page look bad because it made him look like a coward when it was just that he's not scripted, he's not ready to go out. He's not there to go out. He's, you know, so you had that. And it seems like that has apparently divided some of the locker room as people have picked sides there. And then almost in a very similar situation, uh, you had Sammy Garvera uh, cut a promo on Eddie Kingston, uh, basically calling Eddie Kingston fat, um, which, Kingston took offense to, and when he got to gorilla position, he screamed at Sammy, and uh, I believe 
uh, may have laid hands on him. And yeah, uh, King's fist fight in the back, and I, he was suspended because of it. Yep, I was just getting to that. Yep, and he's Dark. been suspended from it. So it, a lot of kind of drama and such that has kind of gone on with people taking offense at different promos and kind of picking sides. You know, there are people who dislike CM Punk. They blame him for Colt Cabana not being on the show anymore and being relegated to Ring of Honor. There's a lot. And so uh, it's interesting to see. And it's um, I, I was listening to one commentator tonight, Gitter, who said this is a terrible thing for AEW to be going through right now because WWE is on the rise. And right now, AEW seems to be sinking. So it'll be interesting to see what Tony Khan does and what comes out of this all staff meeting and what we see for attitudes and such, especially as we build to all out. So it's a, it's a lot, a lot of stuff going on. Even on top of all of that, that you just said with the controversy on Wednesday of this week, the match reunification of the AEW world title between CM Punk and John Moxley. I've read a couple articles that uh, talk about the information that's been presented both publicly and allegedly in the back. And the thought apparently is that they rushed it to push it on dynamite because CM Punk lost in two minutes, which uh, three minutes. Three minutes. He had an extra minute of of torture and delay. Uh, I watched the match and it was it was stupid because obviously I'm a huge CM Punk fan, so I did not like the outcome with CM Punk losing. But I understand John Moxley being very popular right now, being a top tier guy. CM Punk has been out for a while with injury and they, they played it off that CM Punk again had the injury. So does he still have the injury? Is he still injured? I doubt it, right? Because they rushed him to get back. He pushed himself to get back. But is this punishment for the alleged misconduct or attitude in the back right what is this why so in well when this comes out it'll be a week ago but uh, all out in chicago the pay-per-view for AEW, september 2nd is now supposed to be and uh, they haven't quite confirmed it from what i've been able to see at this point of this recording cm punk versus John Moxley for the AEW world title. So, Howard, my question, why rush it, get a unification match that is three minutes long, is trash, and makes it look like CM Punk not only got his ass whipped, but also that he got re-injured. And then two weeks later, not even, a week and a half later, they have another match. 
Like what 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 does that do? Right? I mean, what's the purpose? Uh the purpose is that, that it appeases John Moxley. So this is classic WWE 50-50 booking. And what I'm hearing from reports was that Moxley was unhappy with what was supposed to be the outcome or what was planned for All Out, uh, and that he made the suggestion for the unification match to occur this week um, and such, and that they went with that. So this was them kind of appeasing Moxley in this case, giving him the win, giving him this unified title, but that's why they're still having the match. And uh, and such, there may be a stipulation added to the match. We'll see. But that's why they're still having the match. It's also, it's caused a lot of people to think that they're doing this so that they can set up Punk versus Page. But that's, that's not the case. This is, um, yeah, this is basically trying to appeal to two top talents um, to make them both happy is the report that I'm hearing. So we'll see. We'll see what happens at all out. Well, you'll see. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe we'll uh, do one of these broadcasts. So then you can uh, watch on your phone as you're running around the house. (laughs) It'll be about the same quality either way. Yeah. about that? So, uh, hey, Kidder. Yeah. Do you want a hot take? Absolutely, because you got the hottest takes of them all, Howie Blues. All of these soda companies that are feeling the need to do 10,000 variations on their soda, they need to just knock that off. Most of these are terrible, but I mean, I've seen like eight different variations on Mountain Dew Coke. uh, Did the Coke um, Starlight recently, but now there's a Coke Dreamland. They did a Coke uh, Marshmallow tied in with the DJ. There's just too many of these things, Kidder. And even if they're good, even if they are good, they're always limited time. So what's the point in me trying this thing if it's like, oh, yeah, this is really awesome. And then you can never get it again. So it's just stupid. I understand why they do it. It's a marketing gimmick. Gets people to buy some more of these. Or in Mountain Dew's case, I think they're just adding new flavors. Kind of like they always did with like Code Red and Baja Blast. But I've just seen a lot of them popping up lately. And I just I don't like it, kidder. I don't like it. I've not yet tried <clears throat> the marshmallow version or the Dreamland version. Starlight, not too bad. Uh, it, again, it varies from person to person of what it tastes like. But to me, in all of the cans and bottles that I've had, it's basically a cherry coke mixed with some cotton candy is somewhat the general flavor profile i'd like to try the marshmallow one just to say that i got it over with 
And then the Dreamland one, again, to say that I've tried it. And it's content for the show. So there's that. Um, yeah. I kind of agree with what you're saying. I, I say kind of because I like the ingenuity, the creativeness of having all of these different ones that they're coming out with, the flavors. But yes, hey, I really like this flavor. Now we're getting rid of it. And we'll never have it again. Okay. Uh, Mountain Dew Livewire, the orange one. Fantastic flavor. Is it out there? Sporadically, I think. I haven't seen it in a while. Uh, they also had a Modern Warfare 3 edition, which was like a darker green Mountain Dew. That was really good. And I got a shit ton of points for Modern Warfare 3 double XP. Thank you very much. In fact, I maxed. Did you know this? I maxed out the double XP time that you could have from all of those codes. That's how many codes I had entered. I, I didn't know you had maxed out, but I, I did know you had a lot of them. So. Yeah, there's a limit. <laughs> I didn't know there was a limit. I found it. <laughs> it's a limit. And unfortunately, yeah, it it is what it is. But either way, um, same thing with the flavors. <clears throat> if they're good, I hope they stick around. If they're bad, I hope they go away. And there's just ultimately the deliciousness of a classic Coca-Cola, ice cold Coca-Cola. You just top notch, can't beat it. Hello, everybody. You heard the glitch. You saw the logo. You know that it means that I am here, future Howard, interrupting this episode. And really, I'm not interrupting. This was kind of planned. When we filmed this episode, Kidders in Vegas, I'm here in Bismarck. Because of the time difference, we knew it was going to be a late recording. And we thought we were going to start closer to midnight. We started closer to 1.30. We knew that because it was going to be a late recording and because I have family and family obligations that I have to get up for, uh, we came up with this great plan to have me record a episode earlier in the evening with a special guest who I haven't told Kidder who it is. And... I mean, you're all just going to have to wait till next week to find out. And that me and him would get on and record a second episode when he was available that covered the con and a few things. So because of that, uh, we knew with that late recording, we were going to go short. And of course, we don't ever here at the, we here at the Triple B don't ever want to leave you going, gosh, they didn't give us their all. Or I got a less of a show than I'm used to getting, or where's all my fun content that I listen to while I get through my regular day. So don't worry because with all the episodes we've done, this is episode 75. So with all of the episodes that we have recorded, I, I'm seeing upon hours, hours, mounds and mounds and tons and tons of hours of content stuff that we recorded in bits and pieces and some of it's just cut because sometimes we've recorded too long so what you're going to get now 
is a series of clips uh, that have never been seen or played before. Uh, there's some stuff with the Flying Foodie. I believe there's some stuff from Kidder's Birthday Bash and a few other things. So some things that were cut due to length are now going to make it into an official show. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. And we'll see you back at the end. He's sitting there. What? Nothing. I'm. Nope. I'm. I'm. I'm looking at something on your mic. Don't worry about it. It's got a resemblance to something. You're good. Continue with your story. I'll point it out later. <laughs> You're gonna do this from your remote studio from now on. <laughs> so, so I, I just. I just saw something interesting. That's. Uh, watching this that one of our commercials was filmed at in fact howard blues is in the commercial with brother nico do you happen to remember that commercial brother nico with oh brother nico? The, the one we filmed in was that tabula What are you getting so pepped up for? Big senior thesis. 20 pages, doing 14 hours, 30 minutes, and 23 seconds. Jeez. How about you? Uh, I got a couple paragraph uh, paper due on, you know, why you should take your clothes home to your parents, let them wash them instead of uh, you doing it in the dorms, you know, for my uh, intro to university living class. Sugar? Come visit Tabula Coffee House to satisfy all of your finals week preparation needs. Tabula Coffee House, the place to fuel her up. Stop in today and mention this ad and receive half off a double tall mocha. Tabula Coffee House, the place to fuel her up. Mm -hmm. At the time, it was Tabula Coffee House. Yes. Uh, mm -hmm. Mr. Foote, you probably remember seeing the coffee house on University Avenue. In Grand Forks. Yeah, I think I remember that one. Pretty much across from the library. Yep. Yeah, the one that so, was is that that was the one that was connected to the church, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. I was only ever in there the one time when we filmed that commercial. And you got an empty cup of coffee for it. I I, I did. So they have uh, since our time <laughs> visiting there and apparently the service of Howard receiving an empty cup, <clears throat> they have changed owners and names. They're archives now, the archives coffee house. Uh, apparently the summer has been pretty bad for them this year and they have kind of a plea for help to keep the doors open. So, if you are in and around Grand Forks, if you're passing through Grand Forks, if you would just stop by and at least buy a cup of coffee or a gift card or something like that and uh, help that place stay open because it is a nice little corner on campus for students or professors or weary travelers to stop and have a nice hot chocolate or cup of coffee. Just wanted to throw that out. <laughs> I had a, you know, you, you, you don't local, want to know. Local geek sent me something. 
<laughs> I, I had to show him. I'm, I'm that, sorry. That was from back when we were talking about smoking meat. <laughs> we were talking about smoking meats, and yeah, I mean, yeah. That, I know it was uh... 13 minutes ago, but I just saw it. I had to show him. <laughs> so I don't want to leave Ruboy out. So so he's gonna get a a face full of meat. <laughs> I, I I mean I would have bought it. Oh, you know. <laughs> and, and I guess Rude Boy sent me a, a screenshot that the Cedar Rapids and General North South line is the three one nine Ah, there we go. So we go. thank you, Rude Boy, for looking into that. And, and uh, your reward is that you got a face full of meat. <laughs> That's one steak. Hey, uh, Thanks for that, son. <clears throat> I just hope it's not a skirt steak because it'd probably be more like reaching up a kilt than a skirt <laughs> get a f- fistful of meat I'll, I'll give you i'll give you a reach up the kilt <laughs> ruboy hangs his head in sorrow <laughs> the podcast is taking the turn no don't dump the shark don't jump the shark. <laughs> Howard's just going to be delete, delete, delete. Yeah, we're we just, don't need this shit in there. We're get, just, get we're this just skipping here. this section. <laughs> we won't include that on the... On the screenshot that, that advertises the episode. <laughs> <laughs> we'll all be like... <laughs> and then a big like fistful of meat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's that. That's the key. That's I think what we need to start doing a little bit better is marketing on this. There we go. It's like the clickbait, right? Yeah, yeah. What revealing fact will you see tonight? Giant meat right here. Hot <laughs> reactions only on the BBB podcast. Should I? B gives you a fistful of meat. Should I send him that picture with no context and just say episode picture? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then multiplicities of moon nights as the title. It wouldn't make sense at all. You, you know, I, I was going to ask a long time ago, Kidder, but do we actually have a like a, a playlist for this uh, for this episode or uh, or a set list? Oh, or... one of those rundowns. Yeah, yeah. No, no there's okay. no rundown. <laughs> all right, no. All right, so this yeah, one, I got I... the link to the episode. I clicked it and I went. So this one's just by the cusp of the kilt. <laughs> this is this is uh I would say fly by night, but we've passed the fly by night stage. This thing is in no man's land. As in no one's gonna watch this, especially to this point. They get five minutes in. What the f is this? Hey now. I'm sorry, this, Howard. I'm sorry. This is a family friendly That's what we have Howard for. <laughs> <laughs> he bleeps everything, <laughs> or just cuts this whole section out. You like, know, there's, there's this. This part one. doesn't need to be in there. We're just done with this. There's, there's this, that. There's that. This is there, but because <clears throat> I think you were there that night too. We ended up. Uh, Was that the uh, the WrestleMania night? That uh... I mean, it might have been. I, th- yeah. I think it moved. Uh, a TV or the TV out uh, into the common area. And so actually in the living room. So we had a TV out there and uh, we're all hanging out. Yeah. Plenty of weird encounters with, uh, with Thule. So 
and brought a chick over, and he's trying to impress her. Oh, and so here we go. uh, That's where the again the quintessential element of every salad is Dorothy Lynch dressing. (laughs) And we're like, what is wrong with you? Either the stuff he had in the fridge was expired, or it just tasted like crap. The flavor that he bought because <laughs> he was he was trying to put on airs the whole time. He was doing his best. Out. He left a bottle in the fridge, and I smelled it. I'm like, "Is this actually good?" I'm like, "No, oh, what is this crap?" Like, and I I put the cap on. I threw that some bitch in the garbage. I'm like, "Get that out of here!" But he brings his chick over, and he's like, "Check this out. This is pretty sweet." And he shows her the pizzazz, like, oh, you hungry? Yeah, okay. I'll make a pizza. Watch this. <laughs> and he puts it on the pizzazz. And I mean, I have a pizzazz, right? Like, they you. are Great. awesome. They are cool because the thing spins, it cooks a pizza. It doesn't take the same amount of energy to heat the oven. It cooks it less time, et cetera, et cetera. Like, they are cool. But for me to like bring a girl over and be like, hey, mm, I got a pizzazz. Like, watch this. Bzz, making my pizza. It's like an infrared and it's like, bzz, man, this is pretty sweet. Bzz. I'm like, like, what are you doing? It's made a pizza. And then <laughs> I just remembered this. The first cut is the most important. <laughs> It's a circle. <laughs> you can if you cut it straight, any cut is the most important. Oh, wow. And you're like, whoops! And you take like a 40 degree slant when you're cutting it. Okay, you have issues. But if you cut it pretty much straight across, the first cut is the first cut, right? I mean, I I just it's right? circle. You, you only get one. That's what I'm saying. Like, okay, you cut it like 10% from the right corner. <laughs> okay, you screwed it up, right? No, he's in the middle. like, And he cuts it perfectly, so he spins it. And like, oh, yeah, the second cut, almost as important as the first cut. I'm like, what is this guy doing? He's never going to get laid. And it was uh, it probably, ever. And it was probably a tombstone that he was uh, that he was making. It was either that or um, because, because Deeks came pre-cut. So. Correct. It, it was a it was a frozen pizza. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I mean, so it was either a Tombstone because or Tostitos. Tombstone, Tostitos. Please, and Deeks. please tell me it was a Tostitos. So <laughs> so he he as he's and I'm getting ahead of myself because of the the whole cutting part, right? So you like. Cut it the first time. The first cut's the most important. And we're all like, do we say something? Like, you, you're... Really? Did you just say that? You, you could have at least Whatever. Helped, helped him out. Like, like no. Help him out a little bit. No. Like, he needs he, it once or twice. He's got it all figured out, <laughs> and he was huge into guns. So, like... Ah, I, I, he's huge on that, I, I don't, I don't want to go all school shooter on it, because... <laughs> He's going to be one of those guys. So I want him to do his thing. And then again, the second cut right there. But while that's going, again, he talks about the salad. And the quintessential element of a salad is a Dorothy Lynch dressing. You know, I don't have anything against Dorothy Lynch dressing. 
<laughs> but it makes me never want to buy a bottle of Dorothy Lynch anything, any flavor. So with your recommendation, I'm slightly interested to see what flavor profile it might have, what scent, etc. I'll give them a shot. I will admit, I do have a bottle of Dar Dorothy Lynch. Their 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 orange sauce is is it's good stuff. Okay. Um, it kind of goes with everything. That's probably not what it was then, because it kind of looked like I, French dressing. Yeah, that's exactly what it oh, was. All right. Yep, yep, it's the exact same stuff. It's it's good. Hmm. It, it really is. But you know, that fridge is also <clears> full of. 75 other condiments and bottles of random stiff like yum yum sauce you know there's there that's good stuff too you get you gotta Love be yum -yum you sauce. gotta be you're eating the right stuff but yum yum sauce mm. is good stuff it's true yeah okay <laughs> this, this, this took a turn for <laughs> for things that that just shouldn't be talked about yeah i mean you guys playing guitar here <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm cool. I'm showing off my, my, my super cool watch band tan. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> yeah, show, show it to the camera so I mean, people can see. Know. Oh, you can see it from there. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah. It's, oh. it's almost as good as the farmer's tan. <laughs> ding, diddling, ding, 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 ding. I, I have spent a few hours on the tractor this year. <laughs> and mind you, him on the tractor right <laughs> he's got the the wheat stalk out the i'm i'm slow rolling because the field is so damn rough that it, it's more like, <laughs> like this <laughs> oh it's this, like uh root by riding a scooter to work oh, yeah this, this last field that i was hanging is the absolute worst part of my year every year it, 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 nothing tops this. I hate this field. I want to burn it. <laughs> I, it's. I, I got to do something with this because it's. It's absolutely horrible. Usually, I mow in third or fourth gear. I'm down in second. Like it. it it's. It takes oh. me three mm. times as long to cut forty acres as it would to normally cut sixty to eighty. It, it, it's ridiculous. I hate it. I, I, I got to do something because I, I can't. I, I can't do it anymore. Plug of thick. Yeah. What can I say? Uh. Hmm. <laughs> Both of them are like, "Yeah, I'm done." <laughs> you guys can jump in anytime. It's just you know. <laughs> I can't relate. <laughs> what? You're in you, Iowa. You're in farm country. You have a hand drawn. Mowing feature, you push. Yeah, I've I've got the the real mower, but there's there's a point where the real mower goes away and the Honda mower comes out. So, oh, so you got the hand? I I forgot about that. Yeah. So so he has uh, one of them their old timey mowers with the the cutting blades and whatnot, <clears throat> like the legitimate push mower. Ah ha ha. Where yeah, it's, it's uh, gonna be a bad time because the, the grass hasn't grown much in the past week and a half, so it's like the vegan option for lawn mowing. <laughs> <laughs> if your cat is going to town on yeah, something, or yeah. what? Like, what the hell yep, is going yeah. on down here? <laughs> he's, he's got <laughs> so he, he uh he likes these uh little they're what the gel toys, 
So the, little little gel hedgehog. Th this yeah, this one's a little little hedgehog. And as you can see, he's looking to so throw it. <laughs> he goes and fetches it like like a dog, so it's pretty sweet. But yeah. Uh Rude Boy and uh Brother Will, who has not been on this show, also apparently has one of those where he used on his uh his townhome. He's got a little square of grass, so I mean it takes him ten minutes to do. Yeah. So go get some exercise. Hi. <laughs> so me, no, not going to happen. I get out my Toro. I go take the mower to town. I take the grass out to the back and, and uh, give it the old shellac and <clears throat> get her done. Just like in the video game, the professional Toro motors and if mowers. I, if I actually cut my lawn, I'd probably be out there for about four hours. I, I don't have that kind of time. So the lawn just stays... <laughs> field grass and whatever we're good with it i the little bit of like real lawn that i have is now turf so i never have to mow it so i'm i'm good with that see at, at your place fits in absolutely 100 mm -hmm, mm -hmm. me i got the city regulations are like mm, your, your grass has exceeded 12.1 inches and needs to be cut in three days and if you don't cut it then we're gonna charge you a hundred dollars per 12 minutes that we do this well, see if you just put in turf you'd never have to cut your lawn again you know the turf would be great i'd save a shit ton of money on the water yeah I, we, we did turf at home. We liked it so much that we now did turf at our business and we may do turf at the second business as well. <laughs> it, it's the greatest thing ever created. I never have to mow. I can take the leaf blower to it and clean it off. <laughs> what do you think it's, about that rude boy? Like it's, 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 it's definitely an option. I know, uh, I know there's places down in the southwest that they say uh, new builds, they have to have either a rock lawn or a uh, turf lawn that uh, doesn't require watering. So it's something that, uh, I don't know, I mean, besides fighting the crabgrass that's always wanting to come through about this time of year and all that, but... Uh, might be a project for tomorrow and go out and spray the crabgrass and pull whatever I can. And, but <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm never going back to like a real lawn again. Screw it. I'm, I'm doing turf like that. <laughs> I, I'm, you know, the little bit of yard, the nice stuff, like in front of the house inside the, the concrete curbing that we poured, that's all turf. Everything mm -hmm. else is just prairie grass, field straight it, it's gonna stay like that I, sure. I'm, like my range is all <clears throat> 25 yards of it is all crushed concrete the rest of it is all just prairie grass that i that i, I mow with the with the big mower behind the tractor that's but, way to do it yeah I'm, I'm not i'm not doing the whole like beautifully manicured lawn nope turf you know, like that, but there's certain turfs where you make it. Look I can like get that. turf that looks like it's the perfect mm -hmm. lawn cut, and if I want to stripe it, I just pull up the rake. I can rake it, <laughs> and it looks just like it's mowed. Yeah, gonna have to do that. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, 
I do have to say that uh, with Local Geek and their street reconstruction last year and how they ripped up, I don't know, a quarter of his lawn, maybe that's an option. The mother... <laughs> right? It, it could be. They sure didn't do a very good job of reseeding what they tore up. Uh, they never do. <clears throat> well, yeah, I keep Sterling off of the uh, the other dog's food. So Sterling, get off <laughs> the other dogs. Sterling! I'm sure. Well, I hope that he heard that because, you know, it's been oh, yeah. two months since he heard me. <laughs> <laughs> but, all right. I'm sure we can do something. I mean, I'm sure we'll think of things, but I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like, ugh, as I was trying to put Junior down tonight, it's like I was trying to think of like, okay, what can we talk about on the show? And I don't know. I was struggling with like, I don't really like not to I feel like we've talked about some of the same things over and over again. So it's just like eh, Halo sucks. <laughs> Got it. <coughs> Star Trek Strange New Worlds is pretty good. Got it. I don't really care about the Vince McMahon scandal. Mm. It's like, whatever. You don't you don't think it's bringing down the Empire? And then the potential of insider trading with Kevin Dunn. I don't think it's going to change anything. <clears throat> you know? Because mm. I, I... even now, like, he has stepped away from the CEO chairman spot, but he still has control of creative. I mean, it's just, it's not going to change anything. Mm -hmm. You know? Unless ultimately he gets the, you're fired. You, you can't fire him, though. Hmm. To fire him, you need a majority vote of, you know, the shareholders. Guess who's got the majority of the shares? Vince McMahon. He's not going to hmm. vote himself out. <laughs> hmm. So, huh. Huh. it's just not going to change anything. <laughs> so I just don't <clears> care. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's, yeah. I don't know. I was, uh, I mean, we should be talking about this on the show, truthfully. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. Well, uh, you know, Kidder, I, I, I had a visitor uh, today actually stop by my place, and I, I want to give him a shout-out because you might notice this lovely wooden uh, piece up on the Ooh. shelf behind me. A visitor uh, to the hoose, huh? Yeah, a, a good uh, friend of mine, uh, his name's Jonah, uh, visited. And uh, Jonah Jonah started off as an employee of mine, and we've, we've become very good friends. He's an amazing um, art fabricator. So he makes uh, professional like cosplay stuff. Um, 
he actually uh, did art direction for a small independent film that did like the major independent film festival circuit. He has won multiple awards with that. So really cool, really awesome guy. But way back when I taught him uh, the game Suro, which I have sitting there. So he's been playing around with a laser cutter. So he made me a homemade laser cut uh, version of the game Suro. So that's what's what's up behind me. Uh, so uh, really kind of cool piece. Well, the last topic we have on here is, again, just a good one to, <clears throat> to touch on, uh, especially since we had Adam on for the first time, is video games. If anybody has been playing anything in the video game world of any interest, because I haven't, not not a single thing. It's almost like you have kids or something that prevent you from having time to play video games. Yes, yes, I get all of my video games by watching other people play video games on YouTube while the kids eat dinner, mm-hmm. or this podcast. Mm-hmm. So please tell me you guys have been playing something good. Oh, I've been so I've been playing uh Elden Ring has been taking up a lot of my time cuz I die a lot. It's a it's a very death death and dying difficult game. Not the hardest Souls game that you've ever played, but definitely a difficult one cuz instead of like a lot of the the Dark Souls games, I don't know if you've ever played any of those. It's all it's kind of known for its hardness and the amount of times you die. But, and it's all the other dark souls games are all kind of on a, on a a set path. Whereas this new one's more of an open world. So if you hit a boss that you've never, that you're under leveled for, you just, Oh, I'm not going to fight you right now. I'm going to go fight something else, get super powerful and then I'll come back and kill you. So I've been playing that and I've got my I'm playing a wizard character where I can walk up to a guy and using this, I guess you can call it an exploit, cheat, whatever, but it's designed in the game. So it's not a cheat. And so like I can essentially just Kamehameha a boss and just kill him in seconds. It's great. I'm like the most powerful thing ever. You know, I've seen people play uh, the Dark Souls games, and I don't know. They've never appealed to me. Like, the art and such associated with them is gorgeous. It's just, to me, that seems like that would be a game that would be very frustrating. Um, And you know what? With what little time I get to play, I'm not going to play something that's going to frustrate me. So that's kind of why I like this one. And I never really got into the other ones just because the other ones are exactly like that, where it is just keep hitting your head in front of on a brick wall until finally you manage to get through it. Where this one is like, Oh, I can't beat this guy. I'll go somewhere else and beat that guy. So I'll keep I'll in the little time I have to actually play video games. I'll still feel like I'm progressing a little bit. Does Howard remember <clears throat> when he tried to sneak by a rat? <laughs> yeah. And, and you, you probably haven't heard about this, um, Adam, but uh, I was, for the long time, I played uh, Morrowind, so part of the Elder Scrolls. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm I, sorry. I, 
I, I enjoy a lot of the Elder Scrolls games like Oblivion, like Skyrim. But if you go back to play Morrowind, if you did not choose fighter, if you decide, hey, I'm going to be magic or just like a combination of cool things, rats would deadly. And so Kidder remembers many an hour of me like sneaking through the wilderness and hoping that rats wouldn't see me because... I couldn't even kill a rat in that game. Yeah, I remember that one. That that one was hard to to be a magic user. Like anything other than a fighter was hard because you start out. That was the one where everything you did, you gain a little bit of level, and so you end up just kind of hopping your way through the world because every hop gives you some more stamina XP. Yep. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yep. and you can never hit anything with like I tried to do archery for the same the same way, and I can never hit anything. Yeah, it it's one of those. Oblivion got a lot, a lot better. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I think I ended up killing laugh. an. M- I ended up accidentally killing an NPC in Morrowind, and broke the game. <laughs> so that, you know, in the typical the typical way you do it. I don't think I've ever. I think I've only been in one Elder Scrolls game. I only I've only beaten Oblivion because both Morrowind and uh, Skyrim something happened where either I killed the a necessary NPC or there was a glitch and I couldn't progress the main story. Yeah. It, I, I have never finished Oblivion, uh, mostly because, and Gitter knows this, like I go on hot and cold streaks where I can game. And so like I will be like, hey, I'm going to play Oblivion. I want to finish this this time. I want to get somewhere. And it's like, but I don't remember where any like where I was with any of my saves or what quests I was working on. So I start a new one and I'll play for a couple of hours and then I go on a cold streak and it's like it maybe a year or two before I pick it back up again. And I'm like, I don't remember where all this stuff was. Well, I'll start over again. Mm-hmm. So I have played the opening uh thing through the tunnel. The Patrick Stewart cameo. Yeah, like I have played through that maybe 10, 15 times. It but, is yeah. so. That's uh, fuel from my dreams. Yeah, but it, I mean, it's a good game. But it just, I, I would love to sink more time into it. But I, so I beat Oblivion, and I the thing I remember most about it is the way I play Morrowind game or Elder Scrolls games is I'll do everything else until I hit, and then I'll do the main quest. And so by the time I came to the main quest uh, in Oblivion, it's like. This boss is the easiest boss ever. Like, I just killed him super quick. It's like not even a challenge. Yeah. I killed that dragon real quick. Yeah. I just laughed at Howard because he spent 20 minutes sneaking around a rat, stealth through the bushes. And the rat was like, the hell? You did. And he went all the way back. Mm-hmm. And he's like, <laughs> and he almost broke the controller. The thing about that, and too, then, was you, you'd start that game, and there's a hollow stump where you can get an axe right at the beginning of the game. It's actually a pretty good axe. And I just remember, like, it's like you, that was after, like, you died of the rat. You just kind of fall, fine, take the axe off. <laughs> I'll be a fighter. <laughs> and then he 
goes back and he's running and oh there's a rat sneaky sneaky, sneaky time sneaking past him oh okay I'm far enough past the rat now and he's running and running and running and then he sees like oh there's some people up here and they're angry at me I'm not supposed to be here yet because they're 10 levels above me <laughs> he turns around and he's running away as they're like throwing stuff at him and oh, I did that run. in a Fallout game once where I accidentally went the wrong him. way and low level and I wound up find, running into a death claw like level 50 and I'm a level one and he just smacks me with one in and I fly across the level. <laughs> you know, it's funny you say that because did you play World of Warcraft? Yes. Back in the day? Okay. So I can't remember if this was Howard or if it was somebody else. I think it was you, Howard, because Curtis was playing with us and we hopped on one of the you know what do they call the the boats to go over to the other continent like the airship or the, the sailing yeah the zeppelins we hopped on one and it you know you got to wait a little bit for the thing to actually take off right and i think howard was it had to have been howard and he was being a dick and he was level i don't know five <laughs> and, and and we were level these 70 so he's like come on come on i i'm gonna take you on like fine wasn't me you no know, i think i i swear this was you because it sounds exactly like something you would do i agree that sounds like howard nope and and so i'm like fine i will challenge you and i went into my inventory and swapped my what character i was the the uh uh night elf or the blood elf hunter because it was the burning crusades expansion so i swipped i swapped the bow and arrow for my fishing rod And as the, you know, flag comes down for the duel, and then it goes, whack! And then he just sits down. <laughs> okay. I'm There's done. A, so speaking about Oblivion fishing rods and uh, destroying things, there's a YouTube channel where this guy, he he finds all these exploits in games. And so he literally beats Skyrim with the fishing pole hmm. by making it like the most super powered fishing pole you'd ever see. And it through these, like this glitch and enchanting. So like does hmm. a billion points of damage. Wish I had that in world of Warcraft. Cause I tried to use it in an instance one and I broke my fishing rod. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't played WoW in forever. I used to, I used to go through a phase where I always had, I needed, a, I played it at least like once a year where I started a new character and, and power leveled up a new character, All right, Just to scratch that itch and, I, you know, I, uh, I, I, I always enjoyed playing WoW. I always hated the subscription side of it 
Mm-hmm. And I understand why they you know they needed to do that to keep the game going and such, but I just don't play enough where it was like, yeah, I, I, I can't justify paying I you know whatever it was a month to play. Yeah, I've run into that a lot for like I tried to play uh, Final Fantasy fourteen the same. Same thing. I'll play it for a little bit. I'll get a subscription for like three months. And it's like, oh, no, I got other games I want to play, but I don't want to pay $15 a month for this. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, 15 bucks a month. I mean, that's that's a bit pricey, even if you get the deal for $100 for a year. Mm-hmm. So then you, you bring it down to, well, let's just say you pay 10 months and get two months free, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Ten dollars a month, even like, meh. still a bit much. Yeah, and I I just don't play it enough. Uh, there's so many other games I like to play that I just can't justify spending that money for a game I don't play that often. And that's why I play Star Trek Online. Is that still free? I bought the I bought Star Trek Online when it first came out, and Me I too. got it. I got in on the uh, the free for life thing. The I paid for the, subscriber. the lifetime subscriber membership so for that. The best thing is you probably have a million credits because each month you get a uh, four hundred or five hundred credit stipend for having a lifetime subscription. I'll have to look on that. I remember I loved I loved the ship combat. Best ship combat I ever played in a Star Trek game. Mm-hmm. And that's I love that part of it, but I did not like the away missions. The away mission part of it never really kind of hit for me. It's it's been tweaked and fixed so it's better. Mm-hmm. Uh and the ship combat has even become a little bit better as well. So I would recommend that you download it again and uh, start playing again because I log on every day and play my daily mission and do my uh, little challenges or whatnot as best I can with at least one of my characters. I might have to check that out, especially since I paid for the unlimited way back when. Might as well Mm -hmm. use it. I'm telling you, you probably have a million cryptic points now. (laughs) I have to see. You can can buy every ship in the game. I I like that one. I played uh, Old Republic. That was a fun one. That was another one I enjoyed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sounds like one of them there Star Wars games. It was, but like, it was fun. I enjoyed it. Playing old Star Wars Knights or Star Wars Old Republic, I was very disappointed to hear the the remake of Old Republic has been indefinitely delayed. So that's always a, a game that I love going back to and replaying. Yeah, that's one I would love to the opportunity to replay. So, at some point, who knows? You know, when I have time, you know. But when your kids go to college, pretty much. Pretty much. So, my I picked up uh, the game City Skylines. <laughs> it's uh, back from 2015, so it's the kind of the the Sim City 
updated with better graphics and everything. So it's uh, just been passing some time building some some cities here and there and figuring out promise, what to do there. Promise I'm not laughing at you, rude boy. Uh, Howard froze, so I can't see his reaction. Oh, now now he's back, but so I can't see his reaction. But I'm laughing because yeah. <laughs> it was. Like the past two weeks, we've talked about me playing City Skylines. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're freaking playing. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, maybe we'll have to uh, dedicate a little more time about talking about it next episode or so. <laughs> if we want to. Or, or yeah. <laughs> Is this thing on? Is this thing on? <laughs> <laughs> Howard's like, uh, all right, man. Yeah. It'll that'll be the episode that Mark uh, that that Mark edits. Yeah, <laughs> Howard is just uh, <laughs> saving his voice at this point since yes. there's now two of you who can carry the conversation. Mm. Yeah, it'd be kind of fun if there was a. I'm, I'm sure there's something out there. There's a multiplayer mod. I always pick up these cheap ass seven eight year old games that are well. Lawn mowing simulator is fairly new, but uh, we're anticipating those those multiplayer uh, additions. Mentioning you, Halo. Um, yeah, not. This <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's a good time. Sometimes you like I I, I found I went on the Steam Workshop and had a. Uh, Kind of a head start for you. You download a, a a save file from somebody else that had a semi pre-built city because I I have only played City Skylines on the Xbox, so the, the controls and everything is is way different. But if you're playing on the PC, so you it is different uh, to point and click versus move the joystick this direction or that direction. Yeah, a little bit here and there. I mean, it obviously plays out when uh, when we compare our abilities on Call of Duty, and well, yeah, it's uh, something I picked up recently. So I once the uh, once the recording is done, we'll discuss a little more detail about it. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. yeah, yeah. I'm working on getting a, a couple of the final uh, special buildings because I didn't uh, enable all of the landmarks to be unlocked immediately. Mm-hmm. Sure. So working toward a couple of those goals, so that's a pain in the ass. But yeah. <clears throat> did you buy some of the expansions? Uh, yes, I did. Airport one, I bet. Right? I, I did. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it. Yeah. I'm waiting for it to go on sale. Because yeah, fourteen dollars is a bit steep for me. It is. I I agree. It's uh something that they uh was I saw the Steam collection. They wanted like two hundred and fifty dollars for the whole the whole city skyline collection with all the current DLCs. But uh, yeah, it's a bit much. I got it. Uh, I, I don't know if you got it for free, but through Epic Games, they had it for free for a while. So I, I played through through Epic Games, and then they okay. a couple well it would have been like three weeks ago 
ran a 50% off sale on a majority of the DLC. Mm-hmm. So I, I picked up like the winter pack and uh, the deluxe upgrade for $2. And it, <clears throat> so between 2 and $4, I think, for each each of these upgrades. So a total of like $12, I, I picked up five or six of these different expansions and upgrades for it. Yeah, nice. So I'm, I'm waiting for the Aeropuerte to go El Loo or O so then I can pick, the, pick that one up too. Yeah, it's kind of fun to be able to design your own airport uh, as opposed to going with the pre-cut ones they made in previous versions. But yeah, it's a fun game and I was uh, surprised at how quick it passes the time. <laughs> Because you just sit there and mm-hmm. analyze what you're doing and do a little research online and you figure out, well, like, well, I shouldn't have been doing it that way. This way is much more efficient. And mm-hmm. uh, even if you try to gain some inspiration from your own hometown city of how to build something in terms of districting businesses, residential areas, industrial areas. And, but that's, that's a good time. I, I, I read online that there's rumors of city skylines two being announced for some time, uh, in the not too distant future, but over the past year or so there's, been rumors here and there and left and right. So it's something that if they haven't announced it yet, then it's probably at least eight months to a year out. So my well, best inter- guess. Interesting thing that I don't know if you knew, but it came from uh, some of the other developers from, I think France is where they were located, but 2012 and 2015, there were two games, Cities XL and uh, or cities and then cities XL, I think is what it was. And I ended up buying both of those train wrecks of their <laughs> buggy, buggy games. Yeah. But the base version, because the, the, the graphics and everything are, are phenomenal. And I love how you can build the map this way in a more custom way sure. of how you want it to look. Because you can have some really cool cities that are built off of real cities. Lay it out how you want it, you know. Uh, so I like that. But these old, those old games back in in twelve and fifteen or two thousand nine or whenever the first one came out, they were super buggy, problems and downloads and this and that. And I had to rebuy the game at one point because like there was some some bug and it didn't recognize my game code from the first game. I'm like, this is stupid. But the new one. Yeah, not too bad, especially for the price of free. Nice. Can't complain about that. Well, Kidder, um, it's not that we've been talking a long time. It's just late. It's like 2.30 in the morning. Um, I need to go to bed. Um, So uh, I think it's time we we wrap this one up with some uh, cheap plugs. Let's make it happen. And by making it happen, I mean visit us on Facebook. Go to Facebook and search Beer Blues and BS or uh, just 
type in facebook.com slash beer blues bs because you'll visit us on facebook and if you would it'd be awesome if you subscribed as in liked us please and then you know not too bad for you to click the thumbs up now and again and hit the share button because sharing is caring Aside from that, we're online, beerbluesbs.com. Again, beerbluesbs.com. It's in the show notes. And if you're watching the video version, it's right here at the bottom of your screen, beerbluesbs.com. We have a merch store available for you 24-7 where you can get pint glasses, shirts, sweatshirts. There's even pants, towels, and pictures on there. Beerbluesbs.com. Click on merch. Also, if you have an audio podcast service of choice, search for Beer Blues and BS. We're on there. Subscribe, like, and share, please, and thank you. We really appreciate it if you would. We're on iHeartRadio, Pandora, TuneIn, uh, Spotify, of course, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and much more. The full list and uh, links to those, beerbluesbs.com. And if you have any of those services on your phone, if you have an account, if you would open it up and search Beer Blues and BS, you will probably find us right there. And if you find us, please uh, click subscribe because, again, sharing is caring. Other than that, well, we really appreciate you joining us for this episode. Make sure you join us every week right here on the show, on the audio version or the video version on YouTube. And again, search Beer Blues and BS. So for my cohort over there, thousands of miles away, probably kind of, sort of, he's Howard Blues. I... I'm the man, the myth, the legend, Mark Kidder. Appreciate you joining us for this edition of Beer, Blues, and BS. Live, loud, and on location at Paris, the uh, Hilton Grand Vacations and Bally's Resort. Remember, please keep your glass at least half full. There's free beer tomorrow, and we will catch you on down the old intergalactic Tuscan Highway. Have a wonderful rest of your day and join us again next time on Beer Blues and BS. You have been listening to a UA production of Beer Blues and BS. If you enjoyed the show, help others find out about it by rating the show or leaving a review at your podcast listening service of choice. Thanks for listening and may your glass never be empty. UA Productions presents A Glimpse Behind the Curtain. I see in the <clears throat> the rundown that uh, it does not have 
your guest from earlier. That's because uh, that will be episode 76. Hmm. You'll just have to wait till episode yeah. 76 to find out who it was. Okay. Just yeah. what I need. Extra secrecy in this show. Because <laughs> nobody knows what the hell's going on. <laughs> wait. Future Howard knows what's going on. Future Howard always knows what's going on. Yep. Tip of the cap to Future Howard. Yeah. Future uh, Future Howard had a uh, had a good one. I I know you've been busy at the con, so you haven't the episode that came out tonight. But uh, there be some awesome trolling going on. In- oh, I'm sure. Wouldn't wouldn't be an episode without Future Howard and, and trolling. Yeah, well, especially because uh, that was the one with Big D, and uh, Big D may have taken a shot at Future Howard. At one point, so there may have been some revenge. 